Do we feel ready? Have we gathered ourselves? Yes. Him. <laughs> Him. Those are my old lady noises. <laughs> me, 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 me. Holmes. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do this. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice weekly sometimes podcast that is about sometimes the podcast Too Beautiful to Live in the Garden View Studios in the historic Allentown neighborhood of Buffalo, New York. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me, a a veritable cavalcade of co-hosts from across the land, starting in the middle-aged Mamish studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary. (laughs) <laughs> just Hillary. Whoa, I'm just like Hillary. Madonna. <laughs> Hi, Bobby. Good morning, Hillary. And in the Hodges Sbarro Studios in Lincoln Park, Michigan, it's Meredith. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> and in the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I'm like Pitbull, y'all. Mm-hmm. Into the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the ranch at Manchac, Texas. It's Mike. <laughs> what is no this bit? I don't understand this. <laughs> it's it's no bit. I just froze up. We've got a lot of show. No time for last names. We've got some LRB business followed by your Week in Review housekeeping <laughs> and how to get involved with the show. And we're going to start with some LRB business, including Anne's key to the show. Keep going. Um, you got about five more seconds before we have to pay for it. (laughs) Okay. So I decided that I needed, I needed a key to the show this week because in the event of going back and listening to last week's recap, I felt that I was a little bit more negative than I want to be when I think the tone that I want to strive for when I'm criticizing them is sort of fond exasperation and I was more hitting like smack you in the face with a frying pan was kind of the vibe (laughs) I was giving off last week so I decided my key to the show today is positivity 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 except that I'm going to need some passes on that because I already know two things on Thursday that I'm mad about. So um, how how many exceptions should I take for this? Like a three strikes and you're out kind of rule? Do you think three is good? Do you think three will do it? I think that that fits. Yeah. All right. That's a lot, though. That's kind of a lot. You're trying to turn your behavior around. (laughs) Start slow, Mike. Baby steps. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying you can't have a mulligan or an anigan or whatever you're going to call it. But, but three. That's a lot. Maybe maybe you have three in your pocket, but hopefully you don't throw all those challenge flags out there. You yeah, know? but Monday well, she was hits two. Monday was two hours on itself. You can't right limit now. Me this to three argumentative tone days. you're taking with me oh, in is shit. not working for you. <laughs> I didn't say I would be positive to you. I said I would be positive about TVTL. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Okay, I get it. Okay, three. All right. All right. I'm going to try. Fond exasperation. Fond exasperation. I like it. Donovan song. <laughs> well, it's like I, I'm hearing it in my head to just my imagination. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Fond exasperation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike, stump date? Yeah, uh, I've I've not been talking about it because it's been quite a process. But for the last couple months, I've been uh, getting dialed in with some new technology. I still have my same um, my same feet and the and the um, the titanium that comes running up out of there. But uh, my my the rest of the technology, the the basket that I place my legs in, and um, you know that I that I get all of my balance from. Uh, I have a new vacuum elect electronic uh, vacuum seal system, so it's no longer up to me to try to get all the air out of there, which never quite works, and I always have to keep taking it off and readjusting and all that. But now I slide the I slide the legs on, I hit a button on each one, and it uh, gives me a perfect fit. And I'm I'm more nimble, and I, I I'm moving around better and more often on my on my legs, and uh, it's it's really working out, it's really working out well. Except for, you know, always with new stuff, I get like hot spots on my skin, and I have to, you know, be constantly taking this stuff off and readjusting, you know, to to make sure my skin is up to it. Because I the worst thing that can happen to me is to to have an open some kind of an open situation um so that uh that that just will immobilize me and make it worse so so i've been taking it easy as far as that goes but but boy oh boy they they were really pleased at the doctor when i i i did a little jig i i moved back and (laughs) forth like i was on a football field they thought they were at the nfl combine i was so happy with my (laughs) legs and then i was telling i was telling um telling emily about it and she said, "Well, show me." And I was tired from because they really put you through your paces when they give you some new technology. And I was tired. I'd probably walked maybe three quarters of a mile to a mile and done all that other clowning around too. Uh, so she made me get up and do it so that she knew I wasn't bullshitting. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some video someday. We'll see. Are you saying that extra. you are a cyborg now? Uh yeah, I'm part electron. My my legs are electronically. Uh, wow, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yeah. But what what I was wondered with RoboCop is why why didn't they just shoot him in the chin? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> like there's a thousand bullets bouncing off this guy. I'm like, but his chin is right there. Just get it. It's true. It's somewhat of a mm-hmm. target. Yeah. yeah. Just why bother? I we, I need one bullet. I'm just gonna aim at his chin, and it'll be fucking over. This guy, RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, is this a battery powered situation, or do you have like a USB charger that you have to keep track of? You you can you plug them in. There's two chargers, and they're by my uh, nightstand on that long power strip that where we power everything up, and uh, I just pop. Uh, pop one into each leg and I really don't have to do that every night because the thing is not on that often. I really only turn it on for the first few minutes until the seal gets really perfect and then I can Mm. turn it off. So it doesn't need to be charged every night, but it's available to me. 
So it's not like when you're walking around and you're hearing. It's not like the hydraulics are working. Oh, you can. If I left it on and tried to go to the Alamo or something, uh, I'd get, You'd get kicked, kicked out. out. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be a great headline off. now. Alamo yeah, Draft could... House kicks out podcast veteran. <laughs> oh, that's another stump date. Uh, sorry, this is going to be a long show, but we don't need to really recap anything. Um, <laughs> I got, uh, I got. Uh, thank you for your service. Slip past the goalie. I, I didn't correct someone the other day, and I wonder if you'll, you all were, will forgive me for this. I was getting tacos for lunch at our favorite local spot, and <laughs> I, I, I went in there and I was going to get them to go. You know, I was going to bring, bring Emily her taco, and. I go in and I order them and then I get a glass for some water and I get some water and I sit down and I see there's, you know, there's a guy kind of eyeballing me, not in a bad way, but he's just like watching me. So I, of course, stare at my phone, even though there's nothing on there, just because I don't want to look at this guy. And uh, I hear the lady call my number, number 39, your your to-go order's ready. And then the guy gets up from his meal. He's eating. And he gets up right when the lady says that and starts going over toward the counter. But then the lady from the counter brought the tacos out to me in the restaurant. So um, so then he sort of is milling around over by the cash register and the door. And I don't really know what he's doing. But then once I stand up and start walking towards the door, I realize why, why he's standing. Because he wants to open the door for me. First, he wanted to get my tacos for me and then probably open the door. And now he just wants to open the door. So I'm walking toward the door and I just smile and say hello. And he opens the door and I say, uh, thank, thank you very much. And he says, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, for eating tacos? <laughs> <laughs> thank you for thank you for supporting the neighborhood business. I what is it? And it it of course I you know, what am I going to do? Stop and say, well, it's not what you think. You know, I got really fat. I used to, yeah, it all started when I was in prison <laughs> right, for right, robbing right, banks. Right, right. And and I'm in the handicap parking, even though I don't have a handicap car at this point because it was the rental that i got for someone rear-ending me so but the the rental space is like four steps out the door so there's not even time for me to get into it so did i should i feel bad for taking it or maybe it felt made him feel better than it made me feel bad well Maybe he just knew deep down inside that you've been fighting on the front lines of the culture wars that have erupted this week. Thank you. Uh, I don't th- I think you're you fine. didn't take anything from him. I mean, you know, there yeah. there was really no harm done there. Right, right. Well, a little stolen taco valor. <laughs> otherwise, it's fine. Right. I'm the Brian Williams of picking up my tacos. <laughs> You weren't misrepresenting yourself. I mean, you no. weren't out there wearing a a Desert Storm hat. What war would you have fought in? <laughs> I know that's the thing. Is I guess it would have been, it would have been the yeah the Desert Storm, and I would have been in my early twenties. You know, that would have been it for me. 
Uh, you don't walk around wearing camouflage, do you? No, no, no. I mean, yeah. just to fit in in, in Austin, so, in well, sure. Texas, but not in Austin itself or Manchac. Mm. If you go into other parts of, of Texas, I recommend the camouflage. <laughs> yeah. No, these these are just my social cargo shorts. These aren't my service <laughs> cargo shorts. <laughs> Oh man, I, I guess I gave up wearing pants after that incident um, at the at the concert hall when we went to see Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, and they made me stand there like a like an asshole for twenty five minutes while they checked my stupid ticket, mm-hmm. and my wife trying to pull those pant legs up, going, "Can you see this guy just got on these fucking?" Mm-hmm. I mean, I was sweating and I was not doing well, but uh, so so I guess yeah. I have a little bit of uh, of kindness coming. I wish I had a reason for why I gave up wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to, good to have an excuse. More of an excuse than a reason. Uh, Hillary, you saw a movie uh, all by yourself. I did. I did. all Like, like a, big a big girl. Big girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I did it. Um, well, so I um, really, really wanted to st- see A Star is Born because I've been like reading the reviews and listening to the soundtrack. So I was like, I have to see it before it becomes like I, you know, like I don't want to see it. So anyway, um, Dave was like not, you know, super into seeing Lady Gaga. And um, and also Bradley Cooper is like probably I know some people don't like him, but like he has always been the one that I'm like, yeah, he's really hot. Like he does it for me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dave. And I'm sorry, Dad. Um, and <laughs> he's anyway, hot. what are you gonna do? Is what, is a, what is Bradley Cooper supposed no to do? Apology needed. Oh man. Right? Anyways, so I decided my and my movie buddy couldn't go with me. I have a, my friend Emily usually goes to see movies with me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going by myself, I'm doing it live. So I went mm-hmm. to the movies. It was really good. The only thing negative I would say is that it's a little bit long because every fucking movie has to be over two hours long, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm not going to spoil anything except that my random friend that I sat next to that I'd never met before. She and I were both sobbing at the end, but my sister had told me she sobbed. So I had brought Kleenex and I gave her some Kleenex to share. So <laughs> we were both like, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it was, it was, it was really, really good. I enjoy it. I give it two thumbs up. So go see it. Lady Gaga. will. Win I, I wanted actress. you to, I totally wanted you to give a review because Emily and Cullen are going today, and I'm and I'm not, and I'm the one who like hipped Emily to it. I'm like, oh, so good. hey, I think this movie coming out is going to be something pretty good. And, and they're so, like, oh yeah, me and Cullen are going. Okay, okay. <laughs> fine. Well, so I um that I've been singing, listening to the soundtrack, and you know Bridget is embarrassed in the car. So like when I drive, drop her off at the carpool lane at school. There's a part in the you know like the main song from it the shallow there's a part where lady gaga sings like oh and i can't obviously do it but i try to and bridget's like mommy just mouth the words you don't have to sing them (laughs) so that makes me want to turn it up louder as the door is opening as she's getting dropped off but um, but yeah, it's really. Now you're good. gonna blow into that oboe instead of <laughs> pretend. To... Isn't she a little young to be embarrassed by you already? I, I mean, is this I, like early onset parental embarrassment? Mm-hmm. 
Yes, but I am really embarrassing, so I like I get it because <laughs> mm. I, I think I'm like you know millennials, so I'm like, hey kids, you know, <laughs> trying to do the floss with her. <laughs> um, she makes yeah. a good point. I am pretty embarrassing. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it was it was really good, and and my children will be continue to be embarrassed. Oh wait, real quick, speaking of children. Rory told me this morning, because I said, baby, I'm going to have to record, so you and Bridget and Daddy are going to have to go somewhere this morning. And he said, I want to have a podcast. And I said, "Um, what is your podcast going to be about? And he said, following directions. And I was like, well, (laughs) (laughs) he told me I could be on his podcast, too. So I'm really excited. Um, I don't know what it's going to be called, but following directions with Rory Butler is the, you know, working Mm -hmm. title of it. We'll put it in the LRB feed. (laughs) Yeah. We need some content on Fridays. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait. And wait, one more little update, just because this is like the sad state of affairs for our world. Um, The previews before um, the movie, there was one. I don't honestly even think this movie looks that great. It was the one, the fictional fictionalized version of Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the basis of sex. Uh, I started crying during that. I was like, because <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was just like yesterday fucking Saturday sucked. And then I'm seeing this movie about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, this, you know, great hope for, I don't know, the U.S. And now we have beers with Brett trending on Twitter. So yeah. he's going to have to recuse himself if any beer companies come up in front of the Supreme Court. Gosh. See, I was thinking he'd have to recuse himself if any women came up on the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah so there was a legitimate discussion about that on NPR. They were like, will he have to if there's any women cases with women? It's like, what are you talking about? Cases with women? Just any of them? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, um, it seems disqualifying all on its own. Yeah, you'll hear like four cases a year. Mm-hmm. It's usually women hit, don't like, go to the Supreme Court <laughs> talking about <laughs> Okay, where were we? We're going to produce a podcast about following directions. Oh, uh, happy birthday today. We're recording on Sunday, so by the time you hear this, this will be dated. But happy birthday to Ellie. It's 10710 today. It's 10710 today, the namesake of our podcast network, Elliot's birthday. So happy um, birthday. We got you nothing, Mm -hmm. unless one of you went behind my back. So happy birthday, Ellie. (laughs) We bought you some hosting space. So, That's right. We can get you out of a couple of jams once you start your podcast. Sure. <laughs> uh, and still more business, Meredith, you had a visitor to Detroit and you took her out to brunch. I did. Um, so there's this lady, you might have heard of her. Her name is Phyllis P. Fletch. Um, she's in town for a wedding. So her friend Francis from Columbia um, got married this weekend and. Um, So she flew in on Friday, I believe, and uh, Saturday we went out to brunch. So Gregory and I took her to this place called uh, Cuzzo's Chicken and Waffles on Livernois in Detroit, and it's kind of a legendary – it's considered like the best chicken and waffles in the city. I'm sorry, Um, but how would you know that Phyllis would love chicken? chicken and waffles? hmm. (laughs) I did think about that. I was like, this is a bad idea. (laughs) Um. 
it was uh it was really fantastic it was raining so we had to wait there was a, a bit of a wait and we were just like standing in the rain <laughs> the whole time waiting for our table um but when we did get there we phyllis and i got the same thing it was like chicken tenders on a waffle and i got she got a bloody mary and i got this drink that i need to talk about um it's called, it was a long island iced tea and i've never I'm, I'm not one for long islands they just seem like a garbage drink where you just throw every booze that you have into a cup and then a, a little Coke on, on top of it. But this was a Long Island iced tea made with blue Kool-Aid ice cubes. It huh. was crazy. It was so good. It was extremely strong. I only had one because I was driving and I was like, I'll be fine by the end of breakfast. Nope, I was not. Gregory had to drive us home. <laughs> uh, safety first, kids. Um, and... Uh, so that was wonderful. It was delightful. Phyllis's Airbnb is super cute. She showed us around. Um, is in this little area of, of the city called Corktown, which is a up and coming, adorable, trendy neighborhood. It was a very cute little house. And um, th- the other notable event is that on the way back, I was kind of showing her around the city a little bit, and there was a, a KFC that was having a grand opening on Eight Mile, and she's <laughs> Phyllis was <laughs> just started looking out the window, and she's like is that a black Colonel Sanders standing outside the KFC? We need to turn around and go back. And Gregory was like, haha. And he just kept driving. And I was like, no, really turn around. We're going. <laughs> so we turned around and Phyllis wanted to go get her picture taken with this, with this uh, Colonel Sanders impersonator wearing like literally the worst Colonel Sanders costume I've ever seen in my life. Um, but it was totally worth stopping and taking a picture. So maybe we can put that Was it a Facebook black Colonel page. Sanders? Well, so that was a funny debate because once we got closer, Phyllis was like, oh, no, he's white. And then when we heard him, she's like, no, he's black. He's like me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because his voice sounded black, but he had very light skin. Uh, I'd like to clarify we- one thing, which is that when I asked about Phyllis and chicken and waffles, it had nothing to do with her being not white. It had everything to do with her being a connoisseur of fried Being a chicken, chicken connoisseur, yeah. yeah. But the All waffles right, just- part, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. She knows good food when she sees it. She I think sure that's does. what it comes down to. And it was the very big good. question is, will there ever be in their advertising campaign a black colonel or is the racism in that organization so ingrained from the beginning that like Aries Spears is never going to get a chance to to Aries Spears deep pull. <laughs> I, I was just going for like a mid-level black Those male mad celebrity. TV celebrities. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. It seems so appropriate for Detroit. You know, yeah. yeah. It would so. be fun if they did regional colonels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Seattle colonel would be like Tom Douglas or something. Really surprising pick. <laughs> I can tell you why Aries Spears is not going to get to be. Uh, is he dead? Let's see. I googled. I googled Aries Spears KFC, and the first thing that comes up is Aries Spears immigrant at Popeyes stand up bed. So he's in bed with the competition. Ooh. Oh, 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 yeah. They'd have to lure him away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to have to find another uh, washed up black comedian. From- <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. From March 3rd, 2016, KFC is doubling down on Colonel Sanders potentially casting a black man to play the Chicken Chains founder. Comedian David Allen Greer announced that he's been cast as the first African-American Colonel Sanders. There you go. Yeah, of the era. It's perfect. (laughs) Good for Dag. Yeah. 
All right, we can't avoid it any longer, folks. Let's let's get <laughs> on to the weekend review. Uh, Are you sure? I have. <laughs> hey, I, I'm sure. Hold your three cards very carefully, guys. Don't I can still. I can Monday. call. I can call Rory back here. We can just go following directions. Like, let's just change direction. <laughs> <laughs> Like a nice recipe for French toast or something. That'd be a nice Sunday morning thing to do. All right. Monday, 2739, Mole Country for Old Men. Oh. So it begins. There's a new there's a new open, which was pretty good for Trucktober. Um I I for, I don't know if I was listening carefully enough to find out who the listener was who who did the Trucktober open, but it was pretty cool. Um Luke is at home. Again, and he is considering bathroom surgery on the back of his neck, which he said will involve uh, some mirrors. Um, I've I've never done like any serious bathroom surgery, but I do know that when you start to involve mirrors, it's it's kind of like trying to learn how to um, back up a trailer or like back mm-hmm. up a boat at the launch or something. <laughs> You're working backwards. So be careful. It's, and, and, and we were talking about using a utensil that's going to cut you. I I would hesitate to do that. You have a wife. If she's not too disgusted, you know, employ her. And the Emily would love to do something like that. By the way, she would fucking love it. Even when I find a white hair and I'm going to pull it out with the tweezers, I mm-hmm. always tilt the tweezers in the wrong direction. Always, yeah, right? First, when mm-hmm. I'm always. Mm-hmm. How do? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Stakes are pretty low when it's a white hair, but when you're cutting yourself or you're backing up a boat or something, you know, maybe enlist a little help. I have no qualms about going to the doctor. Like, it doesn't embarrass me or scare me or anything. Like, I will definitely go to, and I have a dermatologist for stuff like this. Um, Just because, like, the danger of of getting, like, a staph infection and then your leg falling off is so high Mm -hmm. when you're doing this. I mean, that stuff is no joke. It's just not worth it. No. No. So it leads to talk about the time that Luke pierced his friend's ear, which was a pretty, pretty vivid and, and painful time, uh, especially for that friend. And the sound that he described when it finally went uh-huh. through was like, and, am not I what I was expecting. That he seemed to think, was the story that he just pushed the earring post through and that was what he used to pierce it? I think not so. like, I don't know, a needle yeah those things aren't even sharp no no (laughs) (laughs) yeah the first the first uh thing about uh, home surgery is make sure your (laughs) implements are are the proper ones and that they are sharp oh man so we got our first throw your phone from kalina which is what do we think the chances are that luke's friend didn't keep the earring in because they didn't sterilize anything and it got (laughs) grotesquely infected hi High chances of that. Good point. Good point. All right. Um, back to this recap. <laughs> Luke forgot his headphones, so he had to run his half marathon uh, au naturel, which sounded lovely. With his with his own thoughts. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But I this mean, makes I, me I, laugh because it was after we spent mm, conservatively 30 minutes going over his playlist. Oh. The, previous friday <laughs> yeah um yeah the the going natural i mean i hated jogging so much but 
Um, but yeah, it sounds like it's such a lovely place. I, I think I would might want to go without music at that joint anyway. So, uh, I'm you know if it's a really lousy day and there's no one around and you know everything sucks. Yeah, I I'm all about a playlist, but I I just think it was probably probably for the best. Um, he had to end around the entry process because somehow he didn't sign up in time or didn't sign up right or somehow surprising no one that he had to to find his way in or uh, do an end around on the process. So, um, there's there's I can't uh, play one of my cards because it's only Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 only brought so much money to the auction. You don't want to buy the first horse, so right. Uh, there's nonsensical talk about commonwealths, um, six semper tyrannis slash octopode. I remember them talking about this and not really understanding where it was going or where it came from. Uh, but then we go to the top story, which is an interesting one that, that where a gender reveal party goes awry, or actually, what we've now arrived at is a uh, sex reveal. Right, except that's too sexy to say. Like, <laughs> is it come to a sex reveal? It's like, um, well, you know, uh, no thanks, I'm good. <laughs> I, I know what sex you are. Uh, anyway, yes, please. <laughs> they they use this this elaborate system with a with a uh, arrow going into some tannerite and i don't know um hillary if you if you heard the explosion that happened <laughs> it was a couple months ago in south austin i think it was like brody and freight barker somewhere yeah, around there yeah it shook our house i mean big time there were a couple of them i think one of them was bigger than the other and our whole neighborhood shook everyone went out on the street and this is miles away from where we live and it was all fucking this tannerite bullshit that people can can buy and just blow up with their little target practice so, so i'm kind of glad this guy's going to jail you know screw this guy this baby doesn't need a dad <laughs> this is him will take care of the baby it's just i it's one of those things where this announcement is intensely interesting to two people right <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, and right. nobody else really cares one way or the other. So, I mean, I understand it's a fun excuse for a party or a hoopla or whatever, but mm-hmm. nobody cares. I weirdly like will always watch them when they're like pop up in some feed of mine, and then I'm always like, mm-hmm. okay, like I by the, I don't know why they like attract me, but then I'm like, that was gross. Like I don't care. Who cares? I mean, uh-huh. where are you gonna be? It grosses me out when people are disappointed when, you know, they show men and they're disappointed <laughs> that they're having like a little girl or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, disgusting. Um, it I'm, can only it can only reflect badly on you. Yes. I mean, you're not going to gain anything in the eyes of, of your friends. No, <laughs> you can only lose. I get that it's exciting to like learn something about your unborn child, but I don't understand this obsession. I don't either. With yeah. with a child's sex. Like, what difference does it make? And and why is it? something worth celebrating it's go- it's generally going to be one of two options sure. right sure. yeah <laughs> most of the time yeah. um not all they went off the board they had a baby whammy <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun to bring everyone around and just cut that cake open and it's white and just say i don't know we'll ask it in a couple of years yeah 
<laughs> I would never, ever, ever do something like this. And I think those people got what they deserved. <laughs> well, and I find it sort of disappointing that it's starting the gender encoding process already. So like, yes. we really decided that pink is girl and blue is boy. I mean, mm. I'm really bummed that I'm stuck with pink because I don't like pink very much. It used to be the other mm. way around mm-hmm. in yeah. olden days. Mm-hmm. Blue was for girls. Uh, I went to McDonald's the other night because I was driving home from Rochester visiting my mom and Sam wanted a hamburger sandwich from the McDonald's. Uh, (laughs) And so I grabbed it on the way back. And because she just wanted a hamburger and a few French fries, I got her a Happy Meal because it's like the right portion for what Mm -hmm. she wanted. And sure enough, it's been a long time since I've purchased a Happy Meal for anyone. Uh, and they just went through the squawk box and said, is it for a boy or a girl? Oh, yeah. And I paused for a moment and thought about giving a long lecture on how <laughs> gender is a construct. <laughs> <laughs> but the connection was not very good through the squawk box. So instead, I just ended up yelling, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she ended up getting a My Little Pony. That's interesting oh. because I remember back when I was in prime Happy Meal years, the toy for a long time was Muppet Babies. And that's mm-hmm. so non-gendered. Yeah. You know, it's. I think that it's a reaction to, it's like a pushback to evolving gender norms. You know, we make pro- progress in culture and then there's this kind of backswing to try and, I don't know, categorize and keep people in the box. I sort of right. feel like that's where we're at these days. We were trying to remember back when Barbies came in McDonald's meals, or if they ever did, did that mean that all the little boys got Ken dolls? Because nothing says uh, straight <laughs> hetero masculinity like a ripped little blonde guy with no clothes. <laughs> right? That's and how no my brother's G.I. Joe's always turned up. <laughs> the Happy Meal is for my girl. Do you have any carpet samples for my boy? <laughs> But I think it was it was never a Ken doll. It was always like Barbies and Hot Wheels yes. would be the right, boy right. toy then. Right. I would take yeah. a Hot Wheel. Is there any anything day. lamer than a Ken doll? Is there any toy lamer than a Ken doll? Well, I'm sure there is. There. <laughs> I mean, they outlawed jarts, yet Ken still out there, still out there. Uh, oh, you know what I did have though? Here's lamer than a Ken doll. I had a Michael Jackson doll. Ooh. That was Ooh. in in the mold of a Ken doll that my mom got me for Christmas in maybe like 1983. I did not want a Michael Jackson doll. He had it, whatever it was, like the red military jacket with the oh, yellow yeah. braids, yeah. and he had mm-hmm. the, the silver glove and the black pants with the stripe down the side. I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? I wasn't a Michael Jackson fan. A little bit of kerosene on the hair. Just light it. <laughs> All right. Um, this this uh, story led Andrew to talk about the time when he was 16 and he stamped out that a, a forest fire that he almost uh, made in God, uh, Valley View, Ohio. God. That was that was interesting. I yeah, I had I set a fire I set a fire once when I was pretty high. I've told this story on the show before, so I won't bore everyone again, but I set a fire I was high and I set it in my trash can accidentally. And so because I was high, I dumped it on the floor and, and stamped it out on the carpet. 
So mm. that's mm-hmm. that's how yes. high I was. <laughs> um, Did you have a the floor is hot lava moment, but it actually kind of was? <laughs> it, luckily, I was wearing shoes at the time, so it wasn't too hot. And it wasn't that big a fire. It was just awkward to explain to my brother when we went to move out of that place. Like, why Why is there this spot on the carpet? Um, because I got high. Because I got high. Yeah. Uh, Luke would help with a hit and run, but not admit starting the fire. What? What is this? What? You have to tell someone. If you start a fire, you got to go tell someone, like, right away. Because there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen, you know? Like, with a hit and run, yeah, you can. You might be able to help that person, and you might they might um, get worse or die if you leave the scene. But if you set a fire and just leave and go home and go to bed, um, a lot more than one person could, mm-hmm. uh, could suffer. Mm-hmm. So Well, you just have to important. not admit culpability you can oh. call and say there's i saw a fire. a fire there's a fire i i mean it wasn't me i didn't start it but i saw this fire sure. i think they'll i think they'll give you the benefit of the doubt just because you're at least doing the bare minimum you know I, at it's, least i would try not to interrogate somebody too much if they came forward to to say they saw a fire i'd be like okay let's get it taken care of right away we can worry about whether or not you go to prison later and it's all for the Billy Joel defense. You just call them up Always. and say, we didn't start the fire. Right. <laughs> oh, and then start just start rifling off things from Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Until they hang up on you. Uh, okay. Um, Andrew tells a story about... Uh, about, oh, uh, about how he caused the accident with the 18 wheelers and then he was chased by one of the 18 wheelers i mean that sounds pretty intimidating getting chased by a truck but mm-hmm. it's pretty much an easy getaway once you get off the freeway mm-hmm. you know turn into a parking lot and go out the other side you know, so, oh, bye-bye i find the trick is to just blow past a mandatory way station <laughs> there you go it's like a trap lying in wait mm-hmm. um and and I we didn't know at least I didn't realize that that happened at the same time that he was standing trial at school for for stealing the, the sign out of the library, but uh, he was a bad boy for a couple months there. It's and amazing he, he didn't nights. die of stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris hates. I wrote Chris hates in my notes. I saw Chris that. Hayes <laughs> declared bankruptcy on two weeks of show. He just. He's never going to listen to two weeks of the show. And Luke offers amnesty on that. Um, They talk about whether it should be chapter 11, chapter 10. Um, But there there is a throw your phone on this one, and it is from Heather. Uh, I wanted to throw my phone during show 2739 because the boys did not discuss the main way I avoid declaring chapter 10 behind Dropsy by listening to this is all caps with three excited marks. Little red bandwagon. <laughs> I can always count on you gals. Now, here's where it gets hurtful. Oh. I can always count on you gals to listen to TVTL at 1.5 speed and report back, giving me the pertinent details. I need to stay current whenever I want to dip in back, dip back in after an absence. Thank you for your service. Well, that 
that was obviously intended for me. So you're mm-hmm. back in my good graces, Heather. I don't listen at <laughs> 1.5 speed because I because I care, because 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 I'm I'm more serious about this recapping than the mm-hmm. gals, quote unquote gals, as you call them. Are. I, I don't listen at 1.5. I listen at 1x. <laughs> I don't want to miss a single detail of this gold. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder, no wonder you go around so angry all the time. You're listening at actual speed. <laughs> all right. Uh, no point conversion. Uh, there's more talk about the intro mystery, uh, how Luke's, um, Luke's, Luke's clip is degrading. Luke's quickly. dirty knob. Yeah, you think that's what it is, dirty knob? I don't know. I don't even really know what that would mean because I don't use a mixing board most of the time when we're doing this. I just like that that's a phrase that keeps getting thrown around. Uh, uh, separate I'm a child. knob, separate knob, why separate knob? <clears throat> uh, Luke had a tweet that was on point about something sport-related, and they did probably 25 to 30 minutes on, on Earl Earl Thomas's uh, behavior. And... Um, the only thing I have to say about that is I, I don't know if Earl Thomas cares how he presents to the world at this point. He seems pretty angry and just, and you know, things didn't go well for him, but it, it did feel like, uh, a hall of fame career was just derailed, but not, not because of the injury, but because of the behavior. And I don't mm-hmm. care, know if he cares about going to the hall of fame, but they do look at stuff like that. You know, how do you handle yourself? And it was I don't know. I I have an experience what he's experienced, so I I can't say I wouldn't have done the same thing. But um, I, as a Seahawks fan, of course, it's disappointing to see your team break up with one of their greatest players of all time that way. It hmm. sucks. I mean, you kind of um, have experienced the broken leg part. Uh, yeah, I've had two of them sawn off. I yeah, mean, but uh, <laughs> I didn't didn't flip anybody off i did feel a little weird when i came out of the anesthesia but you know <laughs> then i had some tacos and went to my room did you give your doctors all the finger as you were going into the operating room <laughs> uh i did after this i did after the second one after the operation i gave him the finger when i knew that it was all done and he, he couldn't hurt me anymore right <laughs> well i took monday for the team because it was a long one yep. um mm-hmm. they were all long I mean, that was amazing recapping work. I will say Luke had a sports tweet that was on point. I mean, I feel like I listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, well, while Hillary does Tuesday, I'll go find that tweet and we'll see if it's we'll see if it's as on point as I thought it was. OK, likely. All right. Um Tuesday, episode 2740, The War of Pizza Aggression. Um uh, you know, sometimes when I read my notes, it's like I'm just reading like feelings I'm having do- towards this. So I kind of have to re-listen sometimes. I'm like, what actually? At happened? least you have that, Hillary. Sometimes I have just nothing. I'm just like, this is nothing to me at all. <laughs> I need to keep the editorializing to uh, my comments. Anyway, uh-huh. um, I. Andrew likes to excessively sweat in a workout, so I was just imagining Andrew like in a like a plastic like black trash bag like on the elliptical. I don't know why that image like made me laugh. <laughs> um, but his tongue looks good, which is great. Um, and that you could tell he, they were both really relieved and I'm, I'm happy for him that that's done. Cause it sounded really terrible. Um, 
I just wrote Luke has to leave when he gets mad, which I, I think they talked about a couple of times when he gets really frustrated with the situation. He just kind of gets gets up and goes. Um, but, I, you know, I guess that's better than him, like, you know, and going big dog on somebody. But um, so he's learning a little bit. Um, I usually cry when I get mad. So I've been learning to, like, go into the bathroom and cry <laughs> as opposed to, like, sitting down at my desk and crying. You know, we're all maturing in different ways. Um, uh, but I did think it was funny. They were talking about the race update for um, Luke's half marathon and that Jim Shoe and Barry from um, what's the coffee? broadcast coffee. They both have won the race before. And Luke, like, you know, seemed like Luke did pretty well. But these guys are just like casually winning half marathons like very impressive. <laughs> I mean, I can't, you know, y'all say, like, sounds nice to run without music. That sounds like a nightmare to me. I hate running so much that the only thing getting me through it is, like, that I, there's some beat that's, for like, pushing me forward. And I, mm-hmm. running, running is my nightmare. I hate, I like working out. I hate running. So I can't, I can't even, like, I'll start to do it because I'm like, this is good for me. And then I, like, quit one minute in because I'm like, this, wait, this sucks. I can do something else. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, for me, it's an hour of one more step, one yes. more step, yes. one more step, yeah. one more step. And just constantly checking how far have I gone? Okay. Ugh, I just right. want to go a mile. <laughs> right. That's actually, that's why I can't listen to music when I run is because my brain starts doing fractions because I'll be like okay I'm going for an hour and a song is about three Three minutes minutes. so that's 20 songs in an hour I've listened to four songs so that's how many more minutes and I just no it doesn't work for me I do that too it's like I've gone five minutes okay if I want to go an hour I just need to do that 20 more times So we can't let the statisticians listen to music while they run got it Mm -mm. well that math was wrong but you know what I mean there was something I can't remember if it was actually this day or it was another day, but where Luke was talking about getting a stitch in his side when he's running, and I do remember mm-hmm. that t- taking the like presidential, mm-hmm. um, whatever the. Remember when you have to take the presidential like fitness, like fitness test, yeah, test. Can and you I remember- imagine what the oh, presidential <laughs> fitness test must be now? <laughs> How many Big Macs can you eat? <laughs> French How fry fast arm can curls? you unwrap a Cliff Bar? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. I would getting... do much better on it today. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I would like never pass the mile test. Always, it was like eleven minutes, and I'm like, I'm gripping my side, like I have a stitch in my side. Um, oh, the stitch was terrible because if if you're doing something a sport that mattered, not running, you know, if you're just doing a sport that actually mattered, and you start to get a stitch, <laughs> you're like, oh goddamn, because you couldn't like. Yeah. You can't do any form, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. like with running, you just stop. So, you know, well, that was stupid anyway. So, <laughs> I don't know what Why I was, was I doing, even doing that. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, if you're trying to play football or baseball or basketball or something, you start to get a stitch you're like, oh, man, this sucks. Does suck. Um, they, OK, so they start talking about the Minneapolis pop-up show i guess is what we're kind of calling it because andrew's like i'm so excited we're doing this it just drops in our lap we don't have to do literally anything because they're depending on nora to bring the like fire to it um anyway but mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's this thursday correct this coming thursday mm-hmm. um and are you gonna go to it what do you what do you think probably <laughs> i mean it's literally six miles from my house yeah so it's like 
how much less effort could I, I mean, <laughs> I could put less effort into going than Luke and Andrew did. So I suppose I should go. Side I note, I, I Google mapped where it was, and I don't know if they were just showing it to me because I was, you know, Googling a brewery, but there are a lot of breweries in Minneapolis. Like just yep. in that general area, I was like, holy moly. <laughs> They're that still- whole area is redeveloping into that sort of thing. Yeah, there were a fair amount. Um, anyway, so that, I mean, that sounds like fun. If I were there, I, I would go with you. But um, they don't sell anything other than beer. Yeah, that, actually, that's... You know, that's a problem for me. No, that's To a hold these things at a tap room. I mean, I don't have to... There's no rule that says I have to order something when I get there, but it's kind of weird to, like, walk in and just sit down and everyone else has got their pint glasses. Do they sell food? Nope. Weird. Can you BYODC? I don't know. <laughs> Slip them in your purse. You got to. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring my flask. Only my flask has Diet Coke in it. Find an outlet. Plug in your chiller. You'll be yeah. the envy of the whole room. Double A batteries. <laughs> that thing goes anywhere. Uh, um. I they came back in with the song that Luke was like, oh, this is the worst. It's I Alone by Live. I loved that song in my sophomore year. When I first got my car, I, I must have had that tape or something. And I would drive around the park cities of Dallas blasting that song. I thought it was very deep. I know it's really stupid, but I still am like, it's such a good song. <laughs> I love that whole album. I did, I'm too. I did, mm-hmm. too. Um, and the guys are just too cool for it. But then we start yeah. talking about live at Budokan for 20 fucking minutes. But, um, <laughs> the only reason why I even knew what it was, was from Wayne's world. They sort of like dropped that in. That's the only time I had ever heard of it, but they're fighting over if it's cheap trick or Bob Dylan. I have no thoughts on this. Does it it's, make- it's a thousand percent cheap trick. And that's what Luke was, was referencing. Cheap trick was, I think much more popular in like the Seattle area. I know they were popular in Canada because that's where I heard them all the time. I was on the Canadian stations. I, I don't know why, but they were like really big internationally. I don't think they were big in Valley View, Ohio. So like he's like barely, you know, barely familiar with Cheap Trick, but that album was pretty huge and a lot of people had it. And it's it's a thing. You don't have to go looking for that time Bob Dylan played in Japan you know, seven seven Google results deep. It's the, the album is the cheap trick live cheap at Budokan. Trick, yeah, All right. All right. I mean, but you could see how you would mix up Bob Dylan and Cheap Trick, right? They're very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I like them both, so I'm I'm not I I will I will just say uh, I will just say they're they're not similar, but I like them both. Um, I don't know how we got on the topic of this, but they started talking about the guy's cell phones. Oh, I know because and. Was it when Andrew left a message for somebody? Yes, Andrew left a message for somebody. Um, and he played the message, which was actually kind of a cute message. And at the end, he's like, oh, it shit, was. you have my cell phone. <laughs> it was like it just <laughs> dawned on him. Um, but he, Luke was like, some of the some of the listeners have my number. And I know a certain somebody that has both of their numbers and regularly texts them. Am I right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Give it out. What are their sure. numbers? No, I can't do that. <laughs> just kidding. Um, Come on, just one. Give one of the numbers and don't tell us who it is. Uh, okay, one of the numbers in one of the guy's 
phone numbers is three. Whoa, okay. Ooh. I got something to start with now. Yes. Uh, Hillary would know about this three because she lived in L.A. Yes. I know it. I, I don't know. know the number. I just know part of it. Uh, you know, you know, you can extrapolate two other numbers from that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're playing like password or something or Pictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's the guy who would who who would never get rid of his L.A. phone number. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's a status fucking thing. For hey, him. hey, no. hey. We share it in common, so we're laughing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's wrong with the 512, man? Let's, this is a cool this is a cool. Code, I man. understand it. I've had this goddamn number for 15 years now. Staying. Um, hmm. uh, they move on to the top story finally, which was fine. But they talk about this booby trapped house it was it really fine <laughs> it was fine <laughs> i i said that this this conversation that led from this top story where you know, um a guy booby trapped his house and the officer was shot and it was like this rube goldberg situation um it is it were this is such a boy conversation and i mean that like i had no interest in like booby traps beyond watching goonies or whatever but i like like setting traps for people to fall into or whatever, you know, like a, a leaf trap, like a hole that somebody falls into. Right. That was mm-hmm. Luke wants to dig a tiger pit in his backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, John McCain's in my backyard. Look, look in there. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, God. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I never, one, it seemed I was a really lazy kid, so that seemed like people, kids that love to build forts <laughs> and shit. I was like, no, I'm just going to watch yeah. TV. Um, and that's, sure. I was just not an active child, I guess. Um, then they move on to uh, mail, actually, which is shocking, but it was a six month old letter from uh, listener Hannah, who is 15 years old. Hannah, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you listening to this? It's like two <laughs> old men talking about their moles. <laughs> <laughs> go find something else. But um, she has new neighbors and wanted to know what to do about their rude dogs. Um, I, you know, I, I can't actually I thought the guy's advice maybe was OK because they didn't go like nuclear on it. But it was maybe because Luke one time was accused of having a loud dog, which, of course, he didn't think was very loud. And I guarantee you that dog was barking all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um. But, you know, I do think, like, when you're in situations like that, you can't go, you know, aggressive pink note or whatever. You need to, I don't know, approach it with kindness because, I don't know, it's just, it's not fun to live next to neighbors you hate. I can't imagine. Right. You can always escalate it if you need to, but you don't need to start by calling 911. Yes, exactly. Don't start Mm -hmm. at 11 on this one because it just sets people back on their heels. Um. And then somehow they started talking about, I guess they got a note um, about a vampire facial for your scalp, which helps your hair growth or whatever. Um, I've actually, my the lady who gives me a facial for my face to clean out my skin, um, she says she wants me to do that, but it kind of freaks me out. And I read somebody got like HIV from it, although I think that that's probably bullshit, but I don't know. Just like it seems, isn't like, it your own blood? Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I, I although I, I guess the the instruments could have been dirtier. dirtier. Yeah, I don't want anyone who's not a physician or yes. a nurse yeah. um, messing with my blood. Yeah, no, it I seems... have the home kit, so we're gonna find out later today. Do it in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, 
That was about four mirrors I got going. If you have the, an odd number of mirrors, it actually works out well. An even number of mirrors, it's opposite day. So, tip. Ugh, um, but I, I thought it was interesting that Luke said, you know, this is how he feels about his, his hair is, it is what it is. And I'm like, okay, but you do so many different things a day yeah. to combat he it. He is not at peace with his hair. <laughs> no. That was right. hilarious. It was, though, the one thing I thought about it is I'm always like, I'm not wearing makeup anymore and I'm really going to, you know, like put my foot down and not spend money. Like I feel like there's a lady tax because we have to spend money to look good, blah, blah, blah. As I just talked about getting a facial and, but I still struggle with it. I still think about like my weight or what makeup I wear, getting my hair colored, whatever, spending a lot of money on that. So I don't know, like I, I speak one way, but then actually totally don't act like that at all. Um, so I kind of get Luke's struggle, although his is like embarrassing because it's a daily reminder of putting on this cap and taking, you know, miscellaneous pills and then also using shampoo with Nioxin or whatever. So I don't know. Um, and then finally we start getting into more wart slash mole talk. Um, somebody wrote in that to use wart remover for moles and it's like, no, don't. And then she said that the moles started to grow back. It's just as upsetting on so many different levels go to a doctor <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then andrew was talking about his getting like moles scraped off his feet which are just like <laughs> but um he said that the doctor was really mean and the doctor does sound mean though you know that andrew was the most annoying patient like it's so annoying <laughs> that it sort of pushed this doctor to be like get it together man um yeah how old are you again? Come on now. We're snipping a couple things off your goddamn body. Just just come on. Be an adult. Um, and then the show ends. They play a tre- cheap trick, which reminds me of 10 Things I Hate About You, which reminds me of going to Seattle, and that made me happy. So mm-hmm. um, that's... I always wondered how they got the band up on the roof. Well, I sort of know one of the that. members of that band, and I could, like, Facebook Messenger her and ask her because yeah that's like kind of intense it's a it's like a really high kind of steep uh-huh. deal anyway well well I'll, I'll ask her and see how did you get on the roof i'll come back to y'all next week with mm-hmm. hopefully an answer okay okay <laughs> hillary reports <laughs> on a wednesday my 2741 <laughs> my notes are thin for this episode as i know you guys can see looking at my run sheet i know i missed things um but it's probably for the best we opened with rudy uh licking to death a cheese stick wrapper um andrew is grossed out out. even by the thought of wrappers (laughs) that touch cheese yep yeah don't bring cheese sticks to his uh football parties just don't do it He couldn't. He couldn't throw him away. The rapper would be next time he came back for a football party. It would still be on the floor where where you dropped it because he could not pick it up and throw <laughs> it away. And the guys have started early, uh, at least in their world, because they want to be live on the air for the presidential alert test. Why? 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 <laughs> uh, well, you know, hashtag content. It was nothing. They didn't even play the sound. No. Right. They were like, oh, there it is. Okay. Where were you guys when it happened? Will <laughs> you in my car. forever remember where you were? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was in a food court at the Natick Mall, the Natick 
Galleria, formerly the Native Collection, uh, because I was uh, having a quick lunch with someone. I had a meeting out that way, and the entire food court lit up with that tone sound yeah. from everybody's phones Ugh. all at once. We got, I don't know, conservatively 20 emails that day from work that yes. it was going to happen. Um, yeah, so did I don't we. know if it's because I work for a hospital and it's, you know, I don't know, it's a huge building, but I guess that that's not uncommon. Um, so I was, I was prepared for it. I was preemptively annoyed by it. Um, but I, and, and I was kind of wondering what it was going to sound like in my office, but I ended up having to leave early to take a, a conference call that was going to be late in the afternoon. So I left work a little bit early and, and it, I was in my car when it happened. And I was like, I wonder if people are going to freak out and if there's going to be mass hysteria, but there wasn't, it was fine. It was yeah. nothing. Uh, highlight of the week for me, and I know listener Linda on the Stens page also commented on this, and so I want to give her credit for that. Uh, they're counting down like it's midnight on New Year's Eve, and when they hit the time, Andrew just says, do we kiss now? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, then we get into conversation about the Daily and Michael Barbero. Uh, do I don't listen to the Daily. I hear it's really good, but I listen to NPR's Up First, and that's about how much time I'm willing to allocate to the hell that is the daily news cycle right now. I listen to it occasionally. I mean, sometimes it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They take one story, right? And then dive into it. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes they'll, they'll do some special reporting. That'll be like a multi day series, like three days or five days or something. Some of those I really like sometimes when the news is a little too close to home, you know, I just, like I couldn't listen to a lot of the Kavanaugh updates because mm-hmm. I was like, nope, I no, can't, can't do it. But I do agree that um, I think Michael Barbaro's delivery is a little. He almost approaches self-parody by his sort of so affected, whispery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It took a lot to get used to that. Like the stuff he says is pretty good, but yeah. I'm like. What what are you doing? It's very thoughts on thoughts. Like, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I um I cannot add another podcast to my especially a daily podcast because I'm just like Mm-mm. overwhelmed most of the time by my podcast. But yeah, I'll do it where it's something the John McCain day when he passed was really good because it sort of helped me understand why while I, you know, respect him immensely like he's a really complicated figure and they did a really good job of kind of showing the like duality of his personality of like when he's a hero but then when he like fucking sucked about like MLK and stuff so it was really that I like it for that reason um I was sort of annoyed with Luke because he was like well I haven't listened to it but I don't you know I kind of it's fine right and it's just so him, right. like, if everybody's saying something is good, which obviously that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's automatically good, but he on he automatically has to take the stance of, like, mm, it's, it seems fine. In the Hillary fine way of, like, <laughs> it's not actually fine. <laughs> if anybody wants to, I don't know, check out the Daily, a couple of days ago this week, they did bring on the people who broke the story about the Trump finances and yeah. how he's not a self-made man and inherited $60 billion from his father. No, it's not billion, million, $60 million from his father. That was a really interesting show where they broke it all down and kind of explained it. And so you hear some of that uh, in the press, but it's hard to know exactly what went on. So that was a really instructive yeah. episode, I thought. 
Yeah. Hmm. So you mean that baseless New York Times hit piece against our president? <laughs> the liberal New York Times. The failing New York Times. Failing. Yeah, failing. Uh, the guys ramble about uh, power moves, and we they they didn't even get into as much detail as uh, a certain journalist we know who's in our planning conversations but legally isn't allowed on our podcast about uh, Barbaro's uh, personal life and leaving his significant other and dating his EP and uh, all the mess therein. Uh, I, I just sort of didn't take notes there. Did anyone have anything they want to add to that? Mm, no. Yeah, personal relationships be messy. I, Yeah. Power dynamics are bad. I don't want to get into it. Um, I, I don't. I'm not familiar with with that that podcast or that person at all. Um, but I wonder from how you talk about his delivery, what is a breakup like for for someone <laughs> like that? You know, do they raise their voice or do they try to get a, get out of the relationship just with a really smooth transition? You know. <laughs> A thought yeah thoughts on well thoughts. <laughs> right uh, i don't think it's working out so i have this other person so this transition is brought to you by harry's <laughs> right oh one thing that andrew was saying was irritated he'll be like today andrew mm-hmm. walsh was born and no 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 he's saying today on the daily yes and then he's going back to something right. in the past right so it's not confusing andrew Andrew just sit down like in it. this air on chair. I have something to, I have something <laughs> to, to uh, talk of uh, the Drake God's plan video where they allegedly take the million dollars for the video and just give it away to people. So some more sure loving on do. just casual loving on Drake. I think uh, mm-hmm. I'm Andrew's sure that still... was all real. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Nobody ever staged anything for a music video. Uh, right. And then conversations about the definitions of proscription, prelude, prologue, and other words the guys don't know. <laughs> I was starting to get mad on this. <laughs> and then Sa- thank God they looked it up. Yeah. Well, save your card because that could have all been edited out, but it wasn't. Uh, better to go to the top story. The first person to get a DUI on one of those electric scooters that are oh, all over geez. the place. Oh, man. Everywhere. Uh, it's insane. When we were in Santa Monica, those scooters were everywhere, and those people were flying through traffic, cutting people off. I mean, they don't move that fast, but they were mm-hmm. causing traffic and pedestrian hazards everywhere. And I thought about trying one because I've never I've never tried one of those motorized scooters, but what it came down to is I didn't want to touch one. I think I'm becoming increasingly germaphobic. And just thinking about, mm-hmm. like, it's been sitting out and there are birds around and shit everywhere because it's Santa Monica and dirty people everywhere. And those handlebars look a little worn already. And I just I couldn't bring myself to put my bare hands on it to ride it to really get a good mm-hmm. grip. Too much for me. I wouldn't be opposed to it. We have them all over Detroit and they get a lot of use, especially down by the Wayne State campus. The students use them a lot. And they're surprisingly respectful like they don't i've never seen i drive through there a lot because i work right by there um and i haven't seen them causing any traffic problems um we've got some serious bike lane renovation going on so they have a they have a place to be that isn't mm. the road so maybe that's really that, for that lane. very night that that wednesday night we went out we we got uh we got some super coupon because we're we're old people to go to some indian restaurant downtown the clay pit you know this is it one? good i've never been 30 
yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, so it was about, it was it was about four thirty in the afternoon, just starting <laughs> about rush hour. Our reservations at five, so we're making the block so that Emily knows where to park or where to drop me off and all this, you know, just to make things easier. And we we we've passed the restaurant. Now we're making the block, and we've seen this this douche apple at. He was waiting for the light <laughs> at some point during the time we we're driving around the restaurant, and then he came up. Um, alongside us while we were going up a hill downtown and just just drove right in front of us. I put I posted the video online and on the Stens page because it's exactly the behavior that those guys are that they were talking about. This guy wasn't drunk. He was just on his Bluetooth and and didn't realize that that uh, Emily could have if she had kept going at the not not high rate of speed but well under the speed limit that she'd been going. She would have just crushed his douchey ass right there on the asphalt but <laughs> it's happening people they showed up on the university of minnesota this year on the first day of class like there was nothing and then all of a sudden there were students and there were scooters mm-hmm. everywhere and it hasn't been too bad yet but i did see this very week walking into work there was a kid he was in a suit because they have career fairs this time of year and he's riding, he's got two scooters stacked on top of each other. And he's riding on the, what? you know, he's standing on both of them. He's He's got them kind of um, crossed a little bit, like the footboards oh, are on man. an X. This sounds like an episode of Jackass about to happen. Uh-huh. R- riding down the street in morning rush hour. His, and I his like, nuts are well. going to get separated from his body. <laughs> the thing that I am, I am concerned about with them is I mean I think it's like great to that people can you know move around downtown or whatever without having to drive their car or look for parking or you know mm-hmm. cause congestion but as somebody who walks down around downtown during my lunch break I've almost gotten hit many many times because they haven't decided are we like bikes where we ride yeah. in the street or are That's we totally only riding on the sidewalk? And so I'm walking on the sidewalk. I usually have my headphones in and I can't, and they're really quiet um, and you can't hear them. So what I actually think is going to happen probably is like, I, I think when you, I've never ridden one, but I think when you kind of do your little like check, if you agree with these terms and conditions, I'm sure somewhere in the fine print is like, you should be wearing a helmet. And I've literally never seen mm-hmm. anybody wearing a helmet. Somebody's going to fall at some point and really hurt themselves because it's just the way that it's going to be. Some car is going to hit them or, or they're going to, you know, be awkward and kind of bump over something and fall. So I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I think it's cool. And I know a lot of my younger friends really, really like them. Um, but I just, I'm so awkward on things like that. I'm just not interested. And I wish that they, I don't know, would pay attention to cars and pedestrians more. Well, I'm one of your younger friends and I wish they'd get off my lawn. <laughs> so. <laughs> the guys did make a point that they, they do add to urban clutter, yeah. which is not, I mean, you know, it's not a disqualifying reason to have them at all, but it does sort of junk up the sidewalks in the neighborhood a little bit it's the nature of the business whether that's a they have to be available you know uh, right yeah but you you know as hillary said you they're on the middle of the sidewalk just sitting there like someone parked one directly in the middle of the sidewalk on my way to the (laughs) parking garage and it's been sitting there for like two or three days because nobody picked it up and i'm like well whose responsibility is it to like move this it's it's no one's no yeah. So that's the future of the world. Uh, in Applebee's, 
We've got $1 zombie drinks, uh, <laughs> some sort of cheap rum zombie or blue-hued bullshit, I think is the term that they used. I believe that was a direct quote from the show. Meredith, is that where y'all actually went? Y'all went to Applebee's yesterday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made up the Could I get the blue-hued bullshit? I just wanted the blue drink. <laughs> uh, this is when Luke tells us that he is all about um, uh, quality over quantity, not quantity over quality unless it's TBTL. And he shits on the Cheesecake Factory for this reason. He doesn't like it because, you know, it's it's not high quality. Instead, it's just big portions. I'm sorry. I've watched him eat a Heggie's pizza. That <laughs> right. is not quality <laughs> over quantity. He's, you know, also eight episodes of Forensic Files or HGTV anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you just need a bounty. Uh, and as you know, Anne, having gifted me a Cheesecake Factory gift card once, uh, Cheesecake Factory is our go-to after airport meal because mm-hmm. you don't even have to figure out what genre of food you want until you get there. <laughs> uh, in this vein, Andrew admits that he went to a seafood buffet for lunch yesterday. But of course, because it's Andrew, didn't eat any seafood. He just wanted mm-hmm. the idea of a little bit of a lot of things. And he found it at a seafood buffet. Good choice, Andrew. $25. (laughs) Just light it on fire. (laughs) There's a time and a place. That that sucks when you know you want something, but you can't really figure out what it is. And your choices are, well, I don't know if he's at Northgate, how limited are his choices. But this seems like he made a desperate grab and resolved it in a poor way. Mm -hmm. Yep. I got yeah. pretty mad. Yeah. I'm going to pull my mad card out right now um, <laughs> because lately I've been craving and eating a lot of seafood. And I don't know if it might be something going on physiologically with me. But when he was talking about this, the seafood buffet, I was like, all right, let's come on. Take me there, Andrew. Let's <laughs> let's go in there and let's really go to town. And then, and then he described his experience and I'm just getting mad. I'm like, what? How, all this. Ugh. I'm sure there was lots of good because the price tells me it was a good buffet. It does. The price tells mm-hmm. me it's a good, if it's less than ten dollars, then probably don't do it. But but you know if you're in Vegas, there are some buffets that are fabulous, and, and usually if a buffet costs well into the two digits in the regular world, it's not bad. I'm not a buffet person per se, but but um, when you see seafood in the title and you don't eat seafood. Mm-hmm. What? Why? How do you even cross the door? <laughs> okay, uh, there's mine. I I was mad about that. Yeah, it defies belief, doesn't it? Yes. You're like, you really? That's the choice you made? Yeah. <laughs> and still to come on this episode, uh, forget what I said about <laughs> Dewey Kiss now being the highlight of the week. Obviously, this is the highlight of the week. Luke tells the story of eating Carrie's Burger King leftovers over a garbage can in the garage with dog shit in it <laughs> and looking up to be caught by Carrie. Can't be mad. We got to throw your phones. Can't be mad. She, you know, he, he's, he's doing a chore that she doesn't want to do. You can't, you know, when that's how you divide up stuff between husband and wife and you just have to put up with watching him eat that. In order to have a clean but car. But you can be less sexually attracted to him. That is, that is yeah. definitely yeah. a part of the equation. Definitely. definitely. Uh, 
throw your phones. Listener Lauren, hugging slash gagging into my phone. Just heard Luke's story of taste testing, parenthetically, or maybe less shame eating. Carrie's six-hour-old car-baked garbage sandwich <laughs> and getting caught in the act. Skull emoji, skull emoji, skull emoji, crying laughter emoji. Lauren can write. She's, she's a good writer. I enjoy that. Uh, and listener Fred, I guess this was actually a, quote, hug your phone, question mark. Episode 2741, Luke tells the story about eating Carrie's leftover jack-in-the-box chicken sandwich. I I do believe it was Burger King, Fred, but I understand (laughs) in the flood of emotions in the moment. (laughs) That had been sitting in the warm car all day, eating it at the end of their long driveway over an open trash can with dog shit in it. As Carrie was watches in horror from their kitchen window. (laughs) This is why I still listen. God bless you. Uh, yeah. So (laughs) I, I, at same time can see myself doing this with something that Sam might have left in the car and also being mortified at the thought of being caught. You'd have to be pretty fucking hungry. And Luke denies himself a lot of stuff. So there, there are probably moments during the day when he's more susceptible to something like this. Well, this is George and Claire, right? I mean, this is, yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. When he's on his low carb grind, I I don't know exactly how hard he's hitting it these days. But for myself, when I was dieting hardcore, I actually started having problems with binge eating that I'd never had before. And once I stopped dieting, no more binge eating. Mm -hmm. But it's just, I don't know, like you're so desperate that you will i the dog shit that's a deal breaker for me same i might (laughs) i might eat the leftover chicken sandwich i don't know but the dog shit is absolutely a no-go and uh that's wednesday we have more throw your phones but uh they probably deserve more attention than we can give them now so i think we should save them for the end of the month all right yeah let's go to thursday 2742 blurdy is the new 30 um, this episode starts with Luke telling a pretty nasty story about uh, getting a rank Diet Coke um, because it, he's got a bin of carbonated beverages that have been sitting around all summer. Pro- it sounds like maybe heating up and cooling mm-hmm. down over and over and over, yep. which is probably not good for the contents of the can. And has this ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. Pro tip. If it is later than August and you get a can of Diet Coke that has the snowflake pattern on it, Mm -hmm. don't drink it. Right. Okay. (laughs) Because that's not going to taste good. Yeah. Or it's January and they have the the water park ads on there. (laughs) Exactly. It will. And there's nothing wrong with it, but it just tastes bad. Yeah. And uh, Christy gave me a bad Diet Coke once. Which is a funny thing, but when I one time when I went into Seattle and I went to meet her at her office, and you know they have that great snack spread for their people and and all the different beverages they keep for them, and I I think the person who had been the Diet Coke drinker maybe had gone, and so these were leftover Diet Cokes, and she was like, "Would you like a Diet Coke?" And I was like, "That would be so great." And I took one sip, and I was like, "Whoa, that's not good." Mm-hmm. So, listener, I hope she tossed uh, the rest of those. 
Yeah. Kalina had the same um, observation that I did. Um, she sent in a throw your phone that says 20 something minutes of the great soda shelf life debate at the top of Thursday's show. 20 minutes of it. And Luke managed to be wrong about every single thing he opined. To quote Ron Burgundy, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and even before I read this throw your phone, I made a list of all the things that they were wrong about in the segment because <laughs> there was so much. Um, they said that it was dangerous to leave butter at room temperature. It's not. They said soda can't go bad. That's clearly not true. They said that the East Coast calls it pop. Not true. And nope. they said that soda streams aren't cheaper than buying cans of seltzer. That's also not true. Um, the the soda stream thing really got in my craw because I have a soda stream and I use it all the time. I, it doesn't totally stop me from buying LaCroix, but for the most part it does. Um, there there is there it is true that if you're using a soda stream to make soda like using their syrup and you you want to make your own coke or diet coke or whatever that's not necessarily cheaper but again it depends on how much you're drinking right and if you're using it for uh carbonated water it absolutely is cheaper so shut up luke also let's leave the diet cola to the experts I, I don't want some homebrew diet soda that you're gonna give me i, I like <laughs> yeah. what i like I don't need you trying to figure out how to squirt exactly 1.2 ounces of cola syrup into my glass of just just give yeah. me a Diet Coke. I have I've tried a couple of those and it's really hard to get the balance right. It's either like extremely strong or it just sort of tastes like weird watered down soda. Yeah. So oh, I just stick, I use it for carbonated water and it's great for that. Um, can I use one of my cards now? I have something I'm mad about. Yes, please. Pop versus soda. Who the fuck cares anymore what you call it on the West Coast or the East Coast? I don't understand why this topic of conversation keeps coming up. In fact, I mean, peace and love, peace and love. But somebody posted on the Stens page. What do you call it? Pop or soda? And there's like 50 comments on it. Nobody cares. You're 19 years old. You go to college. You meet a guy from Texas who says, we call it Coke. And you're like, what, really? Even if it's a Sprite? He says, yeah. And that's the end of it. (laughs) That's the end. I don't understand why why have I had to witness this conversation 40 times in the last 20 years? Let it go. You know what? And I'm not even going to give you a strike on this. I, I don't think Thank I don't you. think you deserve a strike. I think you get a freebie here, because that's perfectly justified. <sighs> yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the strike. Yeah, that that was worthy. <laughs> that was worthy. Okay. And I totally agree. with I'm that. mad at Luke that. for bringing it up. Yeah. Well, and the thing about that Stens page thread is that the the answers are not even consistent. You no, know, there's right. people all over the East Coast who call it soda and people all over the West Coast who call it pop. Like, it's not a, it's there's no clear delineation. And you're it's right. All, Anne, it's a totally boring conversation. It's all about where you grew up. I mentioned yeah. on that thread, I grew up in a soda house in a pop <laughs> area. It <laughs> happens. I don't even remember, yep. you know, what we called it. That's how much I don't we care. Called it, we called it soft drinks. I mean, we called it Coke, but we called it a soft drink. Which Give me a Shasta. Give me a Coke. <laughs> Give me a whatever. <laughs> The only people who care what they call it in Western Pennsylvania are people from Western Pennsylvania. So stop posting about it on Facebook. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. This did give me an opportunity to post my favorite Wegmans WPOP commercial from the late 80s. I would tell you about it, but there are better podcasts for that. Yeah. Yeah. That sip of soda really changed that guy's life. I will say that about it. Yeah, it did. 
All right, we need to we need to stop this conversation and move on to being mad about Alex Trebek moderating oh, a man. Pennsylvania government governor's debate. Um, he made it all about him. He talked through the whole thing. He didn't. Uh, he made some inappropriate. I don't know if it was even jokes or just observations about the Catholic Church. And he argued with the audience, um, and they booed him after he explicitly told them they're not allowed to. Uh, so he I was had to fast forward through. I had to fast forward through all the clips because I was like, I can't listen to this. I can't. My oh, second so embarrassment kicked in. Yep. Was, Me too. Bad. Me too. I like him less and less the more I hear about him. He just sounds like such an asshole <laughs> that yeah. I kind of don't care. Like if he if he looks like a fool and people stop asking him to talk, that's fine with me. I think he's he's hosted Jeopardy so long where he's had all the answers that he started thinking he has all the answers in real life. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And debate moderation is not just a skill that anyone can do. Right. I'm sure I would never attempt it. I'm sure I'd be terrible at it. Um, Mm -mm. just because he's a game show host doesn't mean he's good at moderating a political debate. So it's such a weird choice to begin with. And I guess they got what they deserved because that was a nightmare. Um, it sounds like he's aware of it too. In a little interview afterwards, he says, yeah, they, people who are fans of me might not be fans of me anymore. (laughs) I think it really sucks for the, um, the challenger, not so much for the incumbent because it sounds like the incumbent has a pretty sizable lead or something, but you know, this, this candidate got one debate and Alex Trebek Mm -hmm. ruined it. So (laughs) I don't I don't even know which party is in charge and which isn't, but it just seems unfair to that that happened to that person. Yeah. Um, They move on to talking about for some reason, I don't remember how it happened, but Andrew said that he downloaded a Hardy Boys audio book. Maybe it's because they had an audible commercial or something. I don't know. Um, He he downloaded this Hardy Boys book to go to sleep and he found it comforting. Um, And then they talked about. Uh, listening to golf commentary, I guess. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. That's how that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right down well, the middle, especially like the Masters when they don't have commercial breaks and you don't mm-hmm. get jarred awake from your nap by, you know, hey, Dave and Busters, hey, come on down, <laughs> you know. I know that when I yeah, was you... homesick from school, I used to, it, golf would just come on TV when I would be asleep and it was like, okay, either that or the Weather Channel were really good things to sleep to when I was homesick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you can't fall asleep to a golf tournament, you need to see your doctor. <laughs> yeah. Well, this turned into into nightmare fuel discussion because then they talk about Payne Stewart's horrifying jet oh, crash. Yeah. It really was. It was ugh, really I don't remember this that happening at the time. I mean, I it don't was, remember the story, but ugh. It was really awful. And then, but <laughs> so my mom hated Payne Stewart like like audibly would talk about how much she hated him she was like he Uh looked so fucking stupid in that stupid outfit and I remember when he died I think (laughs) I emailed her because I think it was when I was in Europe I think and I emailed her and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe he died and she was like he still looked stupid in his stupid outfit oh god Don't get on Kathleen's like, bad side. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but yeah, it was. They pulled his stupid re- hat and, and pantaloons out of the wreckage. He was also really, like, really. Ugh. He was also really, really conservative and like kind of out loud about it. So mm-hmm. that's like a whole mm-hmm. other thing. But it was horrifying. And, but I didn't know that, that thing about how it actually just had to keep going and it mm-hmm. crashed in like North Dakota or something. That is a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they were I, dead yeah. probably, but. Mm-hmm. They definitely were. I read the the Wikipedia page about it, and they sent several fighter jets to go and, like, look and see if they could, like, what's happening up there? And some of Mm. them were like, well, it looks kind of like the cockpit's iced over, which would indicate, you know, that they had lost pressure and stuff. And 
Um, they didn't see any movement inside the thing. So, and yeah, they, they don't exactly know. The, the creepy thing is they don't know if it lost pressure quickly or slowly. Slowly. Right? Ooh. Yeah. So there's no way for them to tell that it was kind of an old plane with old recording uh, devices on it. So it's just, it just is a creepy thing. If we're talking about getting to sleep, this is going to keep me up at night. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the most entertaining story of Thursday is definitely this insane woman from Maine who has a business called Turdy Works, and she sells moose crap art. She's really got her patter. She, really she sure does. does. She does. And I, I went and checked out her Facebook page, and it's delightful because uh, her updates are always in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> so she even yells on the internet. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so Luke said, please, nobody buy me that clock because there's a clock with just it's just lined with 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 moose turds. It's the most horrifying. I don't know why anybody would want this thing. But her latest update in all caps says we have over 400 orders for he clock. I'm sure it's supposed to be the clock. It's so amazing. Thank you all for your shitty support. And then like five poop emojis. Man. Well, she's leaning into yeah, it. Yeah, She's really she sure found is. her thing. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like she said on the local news, I, I ship shit everywhere. And they just bleeped out the word shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so they talk a little bit about, you know, um, uh, New England accents and uh, personalities. And pri- I've experienced plenty of this uh, on, the, on the East Coast. And it's delightful. And I think Andrew's right. Like, I think they, they're, they're, they're aware that they're putting on a show. Yes. Um, and it's entertaining uh-huh. them probably more than anybody else. Wow. Uh, just 11 hours ago, the new poo-poo platter came oh, out. Boy. It's only $12. Yuck. Mainers. Don't buy anybody any of this. This is horrible. Yeah. No, this is very main. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't much else going on in this episode except for the very last few minutes when Andrew told the most amazing story I've ever heard in my life, where he went to a carpet store to get remnants to test a cleaning trick, and he lied for no reason nobody asked him anything you don't have to justify why you need carpet remnants no. and he said it was for his kids project so weird this is just so incredible it's is amazing it like the serial killer nervous talking you when you get this. to the front of the home depot line with your lime and your shovel or whatever where you just feel like you have to say something you know it's not illicit <laughs> i never dude. feel like that I don't want to talk to them. Is it pot? Is it no. is it the, his shame of podcasting that he didn't want no. to? He wanted to deflect before someone. He, it, but you don't. Nobody cared. Nobody was going to ask him what it was for anyway. Yeah. This is a guy who feels the need to justify asking for extra napkins at a fast food mm, drive-through. Yeah, that's true. He's got some issues. Yeah, I've gotten carpet rem- remnants before, and uh, it never occurred to me to tell them what i was. I did too i got for. i got some to make my uh my cat tree and i don't think i was interrogated about it they gladly give them to you so they don't have to throw them out yeah no i just I, they're for my cat's project <laughs> <laughs> my son my, my three-year-old cat son has a project yeah. for cat school he's building an elaborate belt mm-hmm. <laughs> well why don't we go to friday Number 2743, Kids Shred the Darndest Things. This was a really weird Friday show. You know how sometimes they talk forever, but they don't say anything? They talked forever, but oh my God, they talked about so many things mm-hmm. in this show. Um, Andrew went to the mole doctor, and he had this cluster of skin tags removed. I, listen. Poor Hillary is going to die. A mole 
is different than a skin tag. Yeah. Same doctor, though. Andrew, right? they're not interchangeable. Yeah. Well, yeah, you go to a dermatologist for either one, but they're not. I mean, skin tags are just totally little benign flaps mm -hmm. on your skin. That's it. They can't turn into cancer mm -hmm. or anything else like moles. It's not. I, whatever. But he told the doctor and whoever was assisting that he's a squeamish patient and that he uh, doesn't do very well and he may get faint. And so they moved him to the pillow room. <laughs> Why have I never gotten to go to the pillow room at the doctor's office? Uh, and Luke is just absolutely fascinated and keeps pressing Andrew throughout the show on whether they're bloody. Like, does he have bandages? Mm -hmm. How long did they bleed? Are they still bleeding? What did his hairstylist say about them? <laughs> I'm like, what? What is going on here with you, Luke? It was very strange. Um, they talk about their prep for going to the Twin Cities, and Andrew said he didn't make the time to get his shirts cleaned, and so now he'll have to wash them himself. And I, I am confused. Do people just take their shirts out to be cleaned on a regular basis? What's wrong with the washing machine? I take some stuff to the cleaner that doesn't need to be dry cleaned just because it's hard to iron. Usually like oh. there's, I have a few things that I really, I'm bad at ironing. I have a steamer, right. but sometimes that's not powerful enough. So I'll take a few things just because they come back looking way better than if I tried to take care of them. I'm at the point in my life where if I'm shopping, I look at the tag and if it says iron, I'm like, no, nope. Nope. no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not interested. Um, so he will wash them himself, but should he iron them now? He's going to iron them on Sunday morning while watching the Browns game, which really sounds like, a, you know, Andrew's idea of a good time. Mm -hmm. But Luke is very much against this and says that he should just iron them when he gets to the Twin Cities because they're just going to get all wrinkled and creased in his bag anyway. And by iron, he means turn care. on the shower in the bathroom on the hot right. setting Hang for 45 the, yeah. minutes to an hour. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know this... It's just like his plaid shirts that he always right. wears, right? It's mm -hmm. it's not his dress shirt or anything like that. I don't understand why this is such a big deal. Yeah. Um, they talk about whether Luke should bring his skateboard to the Twin Cities. <laughs> like an ethical uh, Luke, conversation. Yes. Is it right to bring your skateboard? <laughs> Think about skating through the skyway is luke <laughs> think about what you could do there i did find the ordinance for the saint paul skyways that says you're not allowed to ride your skateboard in there but i don't think that luke should let that stop no. him he's the bad boy i couldn't of find one radio. for minneapolis <laughs> exactly i couldn't find uh, the the ordinance for minneapolis but i'm sure there's one somewhere i can just see I him just in cuffs on the back time. of one of those airport uh you know golf carts <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, we can only hope. Uh, they end up talking about magazine subscriptions. I'm not sure how we got to that topic. Um, about uh, Luke loves to have physical magazines, not just the online stuff. And of course, Andrew sold magazines as a telemarketer. So he has a lot of experience with the business of magazines. Uh, but Luke complains that people are always trying to get him to purchase, I think he says, nine subscriptions as gifts for friends or families, but 80% off the cover price. And gosh, how could that work? How could that possibly be financially viable? Well, 
because it's the introductory offer, Luke. It's 80% off the cover price for the first six months. And then they jack it up once they got you. Also, open one of these Mm -hmm. magazines. Are there not advertisements in these? And are they not getting an exposure by by uh, Luke during one of his six poops a day looking at the advertising. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, Andrew talks a bit about the telemarketing gig and um, his friend that also worked there who just told people to subscribe to the magazine and then just don't pay the bill. It'll take them forever to figure out that you shouldn't be getting it. As Luke said, he got Sports Illustrated for like 10 years after he stopped paying for it. And this friend just like, I don't, it's not my problem. I'm not billing. And You're still in their whatever. I just numbers. care about the sale. You know? Right. Yeah. They, they, don't want, they don't want to boot yeah. you. You know, even if you never pay, it's worth it to them to have you. I finally mm-hmm. shook my Sports Illustrated subscription in the last move. They it's hard to shake them. You're right. That's a good word for it. <laughs> You outran them. Um, On the vein of getting things that you don't pay for, they move on to talking about cable. And um, did you as a child try to watch scrambled porn? Well, come on. Why would you even ask that question, Andrew? Of course Luke tried to watch yeah. the scrambled porn. Everybody tried to watch Everybody the scrambled did. porn. Yes. I'm old enough Everybody where I, I know exactly what Luke was talking about. Those boxes, because my brother had one, that you just, someone had to ride that knob and try to keep it exactly between the porn channels because then it would straighten out. <laughs> but he, But here's the thing. You have some really awkward moments because you're like, Seven guys and maybe two girls sitting around some living room, you know, <laughs> high off our ass. And then all of a sudden the porn is coming through crystal clear. Because before it's just the sound and the scramble. <laughs> but once it starts coming in clear, everyone's kind of looking at each other like, so what happens now? <laughs> Am I, I just filing I've this never... away? I've never understood watching porn with other people. No. <laughs> that makes no sense, especially your friend. I mean, there's no right way to do that, I don't think. Strangers, friends, it's all just awful. Well, it, I did. I have. The, the first time what? I ever actually saw a full-on porno, I was a junior in college. Yeah, junior in college. And there were a bunch of us, men and women in my friend group, that we were like, I've never actually seen a porn like a full-on real porn we're like should we do it let's do it let's let's go and we went to the local video store and they had like a a little back room with like a swinging saloon door that you could go in and i think four of us were deputized to go in there and pick it out and so we were in there and we were reading like the synopses on the backs of the the box to each other well, what about this one? And then, like, some guy, random guy, would come in every once in a while and give us the side eye and then, like, grab something really quick and leave. As I, as I recall, we ended up picking something about a girl who went to Pepperdine University. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she didn't want to get Loyola really... Mary mounted. She... Yeah. It was a very disappointing experience. I mean, the acting was so bad. <laughs> okay. I I have a amazing. I have a porn story. Um, you do that is shocking we, to me. I can't we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have hardcore uh, 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 video uh, pornography in prison. Just just magazines, which occasionally got banned. 
So um, would there was softcore though, like on Cinemax or whatever, because we we did have we did have Cinemax, and so like Red Shoe Diaries or whatever, you know, yeah. the well, that that would come on, the uh, and guys would start just dropping out of the TV room like one by one as they <laughs> got whatever they needed, you know. <laughs> so, if, <laughs> So so nobody's actually beating off in the room, but but you're definitely staying to a point. And and there was one time we were watching, uh, I think it was Monsters Ball. It was some movie with Halle Berry in it. And oh uh, yeah, that'd be it. And there was a sex scene in it. And these guys in this TV uh-huh, room, with Billy Bob. These are the tough guys. These are the um, these are the white supremacists, uh, Aryan Nation guys. And one of them during. You know, when when the movie was coming on, you know, they would they would watch movies or boxing or whatever with black people in it, but it would not go uncommented on. And and one of the guys said, oh, this is bullshit. I don't I don't burn no coal. And he was one of the first guys to drop out of the room after the sexy scene started. Mm. And I'm like, he's going to his room to burn some imaginary coal. Right. (laughs) Goddamn now. I know it. I know if you swung his door open right now, you sexy lady is a sexy lady. Exactly. Come on, idiot. Let's let's not get carried away and say Halle Berry isn't fuckable uh, for you. Yeah. If she'd ever have you. <laughs> right. As she uh, did in, uh, in well, your cell that night probably twice. In some uh, ill-advised uh, incognito window searching, I have found oh, no. I have found a description for a movie. Let's use the term movie loosely. From 1995, Ooh, titled right. "Some Like It Wet." <laughs> They're not even legend trying. video. <laughs> and uh, let me just read the description, and I'll, we'll go as far as we can with this before I have to stop. But uh, uh, Sandy has been accepted to Pepperdine University in Malibu, and her yeah, this is it. Her way cool beach bum of an uncle has offered to give her the two dollar tour, and put her up at his. Turf in the surf. I don't like the sound of this uncle. (laughs) So Sandy packs her bags and leaves her dull Midwestern life for the scorching hot Southern California oceanside scene. No sooner does she land than she gets in the swim with the sexy new lifestyle. She can begin looking forward to. I'm reading this as it's written. There's also a lot of weird quotation marks just randomly. Mm -hmm. Sex and rock are her majors and minors. And Sandy is definitely into cramming. Hit the oh. beach, oh. only if you like it wet, oh. dot, dot, dot. That's the end All of the right. description. And sadly, it is uh, already sold on this website, oh. this adult marketplace website. Bobby, you just used all three of your strikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, all right. Let's 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 move away from porn. I'm so sorry, Shall Aiden. we? That, that was enough of that. I feel sorry for myself. Uh, there are four, count them, four top stories on this day. What the hell? Number one, the guy from Michigan who found, had, bought a 22-pound rock that he was using as a doorstop on his farm property that turned out to be a $100,000 meteorite. He just thought it was a moose turd um, and turned out, turned out he got rich. This <laughs> art. If it was a 22-pound moose turd, it would be more valuable than that, mm. don't you think? Think about all the turd art you could make with That's it. That's true. That's four clocks, at least. 
My, mm-hmm. my ears perked up at this because Edmore is a town I've been to a bunch of times. It's right by my dad's cottage. Um, and so uh, when, we, when we're at the cottage and we need to go to the grocery store, we go to Edmore. And um, uh, it's a pretty rural place. They're, they're, the, the parking lot of that grocery store has um, t- like separate spaces for Amish uh, horse and buggies. Ooh. Yeah. It's fun. So Edmore Connect. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to another state for top story two. <laughs> the Utah toddler who shredded a thousand dollars worth worth of cash that his parents had set aside to buy football tickets. Apparently, this kid just loves shredding. Uh, this was sent in by listener Kevin, who really calls BS on this. And Luke, in an unexpected show of naivete, thinks that it's real. <laughs> he says. <laughs> Because this was Utah, and that means they're probably Mormon, so they wouldn't lie. They're not Mormon because they go for the Utes, so they're they're. Right. People, I find that most people that go for the Utes are like actually not Mormon because mm-hmm. Mormon people like BYU. Yep. Also, religious people never lie. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. No. Ever. Of course not. Um, Andrew is his bullshit meter is working better on this. And he says that he thinks it could be a scam so that they can go viral and get the team to get, give them free tickets. Oh, right, right. I thought that sounded much more likely because I, setting I up a know. very sparsely Wouldn't attended you, my fund me like my, like my nephew. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, if you are any kind of responsible parent, and I'm not saying these people aren't it, wouldn't you, unplug the shredder at least when you're not using it so this kid knows to well i suppose he could know how to plug the shredder in and feed the cash but this i don't know this does seem like something designed to go viral to me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i just this is i'm not that good of a parent and i like there's no way that my kids would have any access to a shredder i'm kind of scared of shredders so i like (laughs) wouldn't want my kids anywhere near them i and it just seems like way too tidy. And also, I feel like Utah, I don't know, maybe for season tickets are expensive, but $1,000 seems like a lot for a mid-range like college football season tickets. But I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm naive about that. But Well, students, really... students get a break, but regular people, college football tickets, you know, Division One, Pac-12 or whatever, they can be pretty expensive. I, I kind of yes. believe this story. Emily loves Shredder. She has two of them. <laughs> They're always plugged in and ready to go. I mean, you could you could shred a thousand dollars in two minutes. Hmm. Does Colin know how to use them? Uh, Colin, <laughs> Colin, yeah. Except for Emily loves shredder so much that she doesn't let anyone else do the shredding. Uh, if she catches oh. me shredding, I'm in trouble. I need to stack my stuff on top of the shredder. <laughs> like I'll go through my mail for like the whole month, and I'll have a big pile of bullshit, and. Uh, and and if if I'm shredding something, she's like, "What are you doing?" Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Here, have your fun. She loves it. <laughs> That's a simple pleasure for us all. Yeah. Uh, top story number three: Somebody is suing Lacroix for using non-natural ingredients when they claim to be all natural. Some of which attract cockroaches. Some of which may cause cancer. Um. All I could think of was Meredith saying the dose makes the poison. Um, mm-hmm. I've got maybe a paragraph in my supplemental notes about this. 
<laughs> oh, I'll, I'll turn the mic over to you. <laughs> uh, well, my ears perked up because of limonene is a, is a chemical that I've worked with before in college. In, in one of my chemistry labs, we got to isolate limonene from limes. <laughs> like it comes from lemons and limes. It's in the peel. You can distill it from the peel. Um, it's definitely natural. All of those things are quote unquote natural. The definition of that being it comes from a plant or an animal. Um, but uh, the the problem with this is that the words all natural on a package means nothing. There's no guideline. Right. They can mean whatever you want. Um, and I read the popular science article about this and I lifted a, a quote that I really liked from that, um, which is if someone is arguing that a substance is bad by telling you that it's used in some poisonous product, as opposed to telling you how the exact substance in question is causing you harm, it's a good indication they're grasping at straws. Everything is made of chemicals. Chemicals appear as ingredients in many things. Um, so that was in reference to saying, well, it's used in cockroach insecticide. Well, yeah, okay, water is used in fracking. We're, we're not going to mm -hmm. stop using water. Like, it's a, that's just such a terrible argument. It's just meant to scare people who don't think about it too deeply. Right. And this guy, I would think that this is a a lawsuit of opportunity. This is probably not somebody who's really outraged that LaCroix is yeah. doing, quote-unquote, false advertising. This is somebody that just wants to settle yeah. mm -hmm. and get an easy yeah. payout. The funny thing about it is that a lot of the, the stuff has been um, shown to, to kill cancer cells. I mean, in, 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 in rats, which means it's not applicable to humans necessarily. Like it doesn't mean anything, but it, it's not like they're just like, you're putting carcinogens in our, in our water. Um, mm -hmm. They're putting just flavor in your water. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as long as they're on the beverage trail, they decide to um, talk about this email that they got from listener Chris about Luke's spoiled Diet Coke, who says that expiration dates are indicators of taste, not safety. And I knew that from my time working retail. Uh, technically, once you hit the expiration date, you get a year from that before you have to actually dispose of the food. And I'm sure that that's just being a conservative as well mm -hmm. so uh, Chris went on to say a whole lot of other things about expiration dates and how long soda stay good but I didn't listen to the rest of that <laughs> sorry Chris it was too much for me on a Friday evening uh, top story number four is that Conan's show is going down to 30 minutes and they're ditching the house band and he'll add a podcast sounds like he's I on a timeout of <laughs> a 30 minute time out yeah he's like uh you know we're taking away your toys you're gonna go sit oh, in a room yeah. and podcast for 30 minutes <laughs> mm -hmm. um i is conan still relevant it's like i don't think i've watched any conan since he went to cable now i don't have cable so that makes yeah. it hard for me but if i'm watching clips on youtube i'll watch Colbert. I'll watch Seth Meyers. I don't usually watch Kimmel or Fallon, but I'll watch The Daily Show. But I never think to watch Conan. I think he's going out on a stand-up tour as well. So whether he is or isn't, he's trying to become or stay relevant. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember back from when I was like, I don't know, 19 to 25, Conan was my guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't ever really think about him anymore i think he's um, a victim of changing times and yeah. being fucked by nbc yeah. like yeah he could have been something 
and mm-hmm. things just never lined up quite right for him to break that big. Because and, every time right. I see a clip of him on TBS, I think he's really funny, but I've never once sat and watched it. And it's almost like going at the time going to cable was like, oh, cool, interesting move. But now that actually screws him over more because if he was on one of the big three or four or whatever, then he would have a bigger audience. But cable, so many people are cutting the cord and going, you know, just have Netflix or Amazon or or Hulu. So it's almost like being on cable sucks for him because nobody's really watching cable like that much, especially for like a late night situation. I'm guessing it really hurts the bookings too because already he was on cable already he seemingly was having pretty bad ratings Uh, but now like he looks like he's doing a punishment show you know are you getting a-listers anymore even if you still were you know it's 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 Mm -hmm. circling the drain as far as i'm concerned it seems like seems like uh someone just if someone turns on the water he's going down Right. I think if he continues to get big guests, it will because be because of his personal relationships with them yeah. rather mm-hmm. than because they want his platform to promote right. yeah. their work. I had a good run in college of meeting these guys. So I, I've very briefly met Conan and Colbert and um, Jon Stewart. And Jon Stewart was awesome. Really nice guy. Conan was a really nice guy. Signed my late night with Conan O'Brien t-shirt while I was wearing it. I didn't ask him to. Ooh. He just leaned in with a sharpie and got all on me. <laughs> uh, which now, yeah, now would be consent, completely inappropriate. Conan, consent. Yeah, me too. He signed my peck. It was a whole thing. <laughs> uh, uh, Colbert, and I want to think that it was just a bad moment. He was a dick. And I I, I want to think that like he had just been in a bad moment or someone told him bad news or like he came to UB and he was on the speaker's tour and then he came and walked through a post-concert reception. And I'm wondering if maybe like he had a place to be and had not agreed to do the post-concert, the post-event thing. And then they said he had to contract, like he clearly didn't want to be there. And Hmm. I I want to assume that it was just a good guy in a bad moment, but like he was an asshole. (laughs) Cause everyone else I've ever heard anything say about him is that he's great. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And so I just, I don't know, but like he, he was awful. And I'm with uh, Luke, by the way, the first uh, week or two of the Colbert report, I watched it and thought, oh, wow, this will never last. Right. How can this be a self-sustaining premise? But it did. 10 years. We also didn't realize that he was just channeling future reality. (laughs) Oh, God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't even. So. Probably doesn't um, even seem so absurd now if you went back and watched it. I know. I like, wonder. This yeah. guy seems reasonable. I, I wish he were president. <laughs> <laughs> well, from Conan to Colbert to Dan Harmon, Andrew finally watched the Harmontown documentary twice because he got so much out of it. In particular, he, Andrew really strongly identified with the self-loathing that Dan Harmon displayed throughout it, which makes me sad to hear Andrew say that, but... You know, that's how it goes, I guess. Uh, and they talk about Dan Harmon for a while. Did Luke say that he was, like, super nervous when Dan Harmon was on Livewire? Because yeah, because he, or he maybe was, he was, was going to be really talking drunk. to him. Yeah. Yeah, because well, he's such a loose cannon, really. I guess he showed up but, pretty drunk, um, but then pulled off his appearance on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want the definition of functional alcoholic, okay. I think it's Dan He's Harmon. He's got it going yeah, right? on, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I, I don't know what his status is these days, but I mean, he's like fully hammered all the time, mm-hmm. pretty much. You probably and wonder what what if he showed up sober, stuff. you'd be like, "Who's this guy?" You know, I I um don't like. I kind of feel the way Andrew feels, where it's like he's a dick, but then it's because of a self loathing. You know, it's this sort of back and forth about his attitude towards people and especially women. But honestly, he's one of the only men in this Me Too movement that actually had a really good apology. He actually apologized and sort of understood his the power dynamic that he created and where he stood in the power rankings of the situation. So from that, I really appreciate him for actually understanding why people were upset. So I think he's kind of a mm-hmm. dick, but at least he yeah. has an understanding of it. I'm, he's a complicated person, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Luke says, uh, they do a little music for your weekend <laughs> on the end of this Friday show. Uh, Luke picks the Helio sequence, Hallelujah. Andrew picks Toto Rosanna. Oh. We don't usually get through your phone. I've never heard that one before. What? That was the real music thing. for your weekend. <laughs> but we did get a throw your phone from Anne. I have often thought that Mike was being too hard on Andrew's taste in music. Then Andrew played fucking Toto as his music for your weekend. Thank you. Um, guys, I love Toto. So do I. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was so sad. And and I uh, I'm talking listener Anne. I love you, and I still want you to come on the show sometime, but Toto is great. How else? Mm-mm. This is how I learned that you have Mm-mm. to hold the line because love isn't always on time. <laughs> if it wasn't for Toto, I wouldn't know that. Uh, isn't that Foreigner? I, I don't care. Is it Toto? I can't remember. That's that. Toto. Toto has two and a half hits, and it's uh, Africa and Hold the Line and Rosanna. <laughs> Slash Hosanna. Right. I used to like songs that tell me what to do. So that. that's why uh, hold the line doesn't work for me. Mike refuses to hold the line. No. Uh, you can call me back. Take well, my number and call me back. I understand that, that this was a turning point for Anne, but for this Anne, I thought this was the best song that Andrew picked in months. Oh, no. yep. For your weekend. You're all wrong, Anne. You're right. Uh, and then uh, listener Caitlin wraps up the week choosing La 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 La. Just two words. I could not figure out how this was. So, la 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 la, when you die, which is a very depressing song title, but it was an okay song. Mm. And then let's roll right into housekeeping because we are running long. When you have a super host show, mm-hmm. with five people got mm-hmm. a lot to talk about. So, in uh, housekeeping, I told you we didn't have time for last names. <laughs> <laughs> You are welcome to visit our website and buy things from us, 10710.com slash shop for mugs and hoodies and totes and all that good stuff to show your love for TBTL or LRB. The Archive Project continues as usual. Contact Christy if you'd like to get involved in taking some notes on some previous shows and helping document TBTL history before it is lost to the sands of time. Uh, if you buy things from Amazon, and I'm pretty sure you do, if you could use our affiliate link, littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon, and uh, earmark a few pennies for our use. That would be My great. birthday is in less than three weeks away. You can send <laughs> stuff to me. I'll tell you my address. Just buy it from the, with that link, and then we'll be all good. I have a fantasy what? football trophy that <laughs> might need to be relocated. Did you cut out there? <laughs> 
<laughs> Guys, did we did we get the countdown website for Hillary's birthday up and running yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'll set it up. Lordy, lordy. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to do that for Dave's Our birthday. I know. She's 40. <laughs> and on our sister podcast, Earbuds and Earworms, the theo- theme for this week is power duos. That sounds promising. All right. If you want to get involved in something besides the archiving, you can go to littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, or you can just give us some instant feedback on TVTL or our show at throwyourphone.com. We have a Facebook page where we don't argue about soda or pop or soda pop. Um, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Our voicemail and our text line, 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. You can fax Bobby at 617-354-8513. And with that, uh, Bobby Pape, I'm just wasted a half a second using your last name. Why don't you get us out of here? Absolutely. Until next time, this is the next party we get frustrated with you andrew but we we really do love you and i hope that trough of blood has has, (laughs) nailed it (laughs) you don't sound sure i'm sure i think we really did oh oh and uh jen uh we're sorry that once again you've been scuffed by the MacArthur's. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of these years. Someday. Three, two, one. Happy New Year! Do we kiss now?